Talking Travel with our travel guide, Sally Lucas, who uh, decided today it hasn't been cold enough these last few winter nights, so we need to pop over to Europe for a European vacation, Sally. Well, why not go where there's at least some lovely snow and Mm. not just rainy, horrible, windy weather? You'll see a winter wonderland, so why not? That's what I say. Yeah, go and visit Santa Claus. And honestly, with COVID, I didn't think this year or any year would go as fast as it does and we all probably thought that but before you know it it's it's going to be the end of the year and the way things are at the moment airlines and everything aren't back to full capacity so if you're thinking of traveling you've really got to get in early or you won't get a seat number one or you might be paying a higher airfare number two but anyway I was just thinking well why not do something fun and exciting this Christmas if you want to just break out of the box and you know do something with your family or whatever and book a magical trip to go to Europe and of course it's it's different in Europe like they celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve Christmas Day isn't the important function. It's a matter of getting together with family and you do the big celebration on Christmas Eve. And, of course, all your towns are just so delightfully lit up and decorated. You know, marvellous big trees in the middle of the squares, you know, and then you've got the chestnuts roasting and the mulled wine and all these wonderful things you can do. Of course, you've got a rug up, but, you know, you dress appropriately. Inside, everything's heated, so you're lovely and warm. Um, And there's some wonderful tours you can do at that time of the year if you don't want to be an independent person. Like, there's specific Christmas tours for all of those beautiful European countries, whether it be Austria, Germany, Switzerland, Italy, whatever. And sometimes you could be staying in a castle you know, there's some wonderful, romantic, lovely itineraries. You can do sleigh rides. You can, you know, there's just a lot of things you can do. It doesn't have to be about skiing. Of course, a lot of people do, you know, like to go there for the skiing. But it doesn't have to be about that. So, yeah, any even if you're only going there and including like three, four or five nights but in one spot, so you're not travelling around the countryside, but you base yourself there, you come in at the end of the day, whatever you've done, you've got that open fire and you're just enjoying the ambience of, of what a white Christmas can give you. And don't forget, of course, like Christmas shopping, the new markets, as I just said, if you haven't done your Christmas shopping, you could have a delayed one when you get home and just buy some gorgeous stuff at some of these wonderful Christmas markets. Well, you know, Sally, that everybody, everyone of your family and friends will be expecting a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Something like, look, while you're there, I need to get something special. I do <laughs> love the this is a, a it's a big change isn't it uh or it is for me hearing this yeah. psychologically that Christmas Eve is that's the big event yes. as opposed to Christmas Day because here it's like going out and having the big lunch and, and whatever but yeah. there it's it's yeah it's already minus a million degrees and that's the time to go out yeah and I think it's it's just lovely though that you can do as I mentioned before take a ride in a horse-drawn carriage you can go dog sledding in certain countries you can go even further north and see the northern lights if you so wish you can stay in an ice hotel which you can do up in Norway, which is just wonderful, and other of those Nordic countries as well. Visit, as I said, palaces, castles. You know, you can do, even if you want to do a train trip on the Glacier Express, which is just wonderful going through the Swiss Alps, just spectacular scenery. You can even go and visit Santa Claus. Hey, and in then the ask, Finnish town of Robinui. And ask him how, how Santa, like, how on earth do you just get around the whole world in one night and it takes me half an hour to get across town? Oh, it's turbocharged. It's all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> turbocharged. So, look, yeah, just consider it. If you've never done it, I mean, you're going to get some stunning locations, even from the Neuschwanstein Castle, which is seen, said to have been the inspiration for the um, Cinderella's Castle in the, in the Disney classic. It was based on that castle. But then you've got the Matterhorn, some of the most beautiful mountains in the world. 
world, old cities, the walled city of Rothenburg, for example, or the Baroque city of Salzburg in Austria. So there's just some wonderful itineraries out there if you're thinking of doing a Christmas holiday on your own, with your family, whatever. It's just something to consider, but do get in early. Now, what do you reckon, Sally, with something as big as that? Because that, you want something like that to be a big experience. Oh, yes. Um, are you best if you're not all that familiar to, what, to, do, to get involved with the tour or make your own way? It's it's funny, Mark. I mean, everyone has different opinions on that. Um, at the moment, I suppose, it's still, I guess, not the same smooth path to travelling as it was prior to COVID. So some people might feel more comfortable on doing like a small group tour, like you've got companies out there now just doing maximum of 20, maximum of 18. So you're not with big crowds, and you can, but you know that everything's been looked after for you. You'll come home and the fire's going, the glue wine's warming up and, you know, so it's it's just nice to know that it's, it's a treat, I guess. But if you want to do it independently, of course you could. You could stay in a hotel or if there was a, a group of you, you could rent your own little private chalet or or castle and, and do your own thing. I think it's, it's horses for courses. Like mm. some people do like the independence and some people do like to be looked after. So it's really whatever suits you and your budget. All right. Sounds good. It sounds cold, but it still sounds pretty good. <laughs> We've done the cold. And we're doing the, the hot. That's for those who like things a little bit more yeah. uh, tropical. Let's head up to Cairns. And we can do that so easily now that we've got the direct flights out of Newcastle, which is delightful. And let's hope we get them to many more cities, Newcastle Airport. Please oh, listen. Well, I know a, they're trying. I, well, know, I do know they're trying. Well, that's a big thing. They just did the uh, big trade delegation to Singapore. To Singapore mm. So very, mm. very confident there's some international stuff coming. I just away want there. one to Perth. That's all I want. Right. Newcastle, so Perth. You're one. Uh, and after that, you... you <laughs> and after that, I don't care. Bugger everybody else. If I can get to Perth in one hit, I'm fine. <laughs> exactly The, the rest right. of you, tough luck. <laughs> exactly right. So if you are in Cairns, which a lot of people are at the moment, and while I'm on that subject, Mark, it is booked out so far ahead. It's become the flavour of the month because everyone wants to get away from our horrible weather. And it is so booked out. So I'm just warning you, it's really difficult getting accommodation now, particularly in the winter months at this time of the year. Obviously, when it gets hotter, when no one wants to be there, you'll probably be fine if you can Mm. put up with the heat. But anyway, it it does book out a long way ahead like everything is at the moment. So just keep that in mind when you're planning your holidays. But this just sounded lovely. It was an article in one of the um, papers, travel um, magazines recently, written by one of their writers. And she'd been up there and in Cairns and just doing the flip-flop you know, by the by the pool and just thought, oh, there's something else I want to do that's a bit more memorable. Anyway, she came across um, a new half-day tour called Hands-On Country and it's run by the Mandingle Bay Ancient Indigenous Tours, which is 100% Indigenous owned and operated. And you can't believe where it is. It's just across from the busy Cairns Marina. Across the street. <laughs> Virtually, in a quiet place which they say straddles the Great Barrier Reef and the wet tropics world heritage sites. And it's country for for those people who've lived in the rainforest and fished there for more than 60,000 years. So she could see this place from her balcony, which is only a 15-minute boat ride across the port and into this mangrove-lined creek. And there you're going with the people who own the company and they're, they're really passionate about what they're doing. So they take you through the whole area of the landscape, the song lines, point out landmarks, talk about wildlife conservation. They get um, background to the history of the people who were there and, and the others that were fierce warriors that other tribes you know, could call on whenever there was trouble. They've also got a shelter there in the shape of a stingray 
way at the bottom of the pontoon where they land and then you've got a boardwalk with three observation towers which is going to be in the next planning stage to do the towers and then you go on a bus ride to a ranger base and then they explain about the indigenous area there and the other sea and land ranger program that's been operating there for 11 years you have a smoking ceremony and then they go off on an easy uphill hike through the rainforest and it's a bit rocky apparently so you need to require uh, solid boots for it but it's not difficult and they point out all the different plants and their uses starting with like the pandanus leaves that were used to weave into baskets and still are to this day and paper bark used as roofing for shelters because it repels water and then they point out all the incredible bush tucker and and she said this author of this article that it was so plentiful there was native tamarind ginger olives yams and a nut, which is called the Bardil, or B-A-D-I-L nut, which is toxic raw, but once it's soaked in water for days, it's ground to make damper. So it's amazing like what that you can do with, with bush tucker. Even there was a plant called a supplejack, which is used as a contraceptive. Amazing. <laughs> and the golden bouquet tree, which they make cordial from. And then there was another, she picked some leaves off another tree, they call it the soap tree, and they crush it in their hands and it becomes frothy and they use that to to wash their hands. So it's amazing, you know, how they were so clever in, in the usage of all the plants in, in the bush that we just would walk past and not even know what they are or, you know. So I think if you're anywhere like this where you've got the opportunity to do an Indigenous tour, you learn so much about our country's first people. And I just think, and she said that if, you, if you're doing there, going there, please do this trip. She was just so impressed with the, the people, the tour, what she, you know, experienced. And also she said there's a restaurant there now called Ochre on Marlin Parade and he is actually pioneering the use of native ingredients and regional produce. If you happen to be in Cairns or about to go, you might want to try the restaurant as well. Look, it kind of shows you, Sally, that um, the amount of gear that is that is in the bush and if you're wandering around there and, and obviously, yeah, there's some that's good for you and some mm. that, like mm. you said, is toxic. My first question to the operator there would be how how long did it take to figure out that What this... was toxic and what wasn't, you well, mean? Well, yeah, but the, what, particularly the, what was the item that if you, you boil it in water for a few days, you, it becomes like a damper, but up to then it'll kill yeah. you. Yeah. What's I mean, who who discovered that? Uh, well, we might have to go. You might have to go up to Cairns and ask that question. Shout That's, yourself a holiday, Mark. Sounds pretty good. It yeah, pretty and it'd be warm and, yeah, why not? As we were discussing just a minute ago, though, can I just say about the airfares, the cost of international particularly has increased significantly. They're still not up to full capacity, as I said, and really you just got to realise that if you want to travel now, be prepared, you're going to be paying high fares, unless you're happy to wait till next year, till everything starts getting a bit more back to normal. But you will be paying top dollar. But, you know, if you want to, try and, if you can, fly out like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe rather than Friday to, to Monday, it'll be, it'll be a little less cheap. And pick an off-season time of the year, like don't go in the peak season times, which is now for Europe, for example. But if you went like in March or November, sure, the weather's a bit cooler and so on and your days are a bit shorter, but you're bound to get a, a better deal. One just hopes, though, that um, when we get to the places that are becoming off-peak later in, in next mm. year, that that doesn't sort of become this new peak because I still want to keep... Yes, I know. This, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's kind of like before, like with petrol, for example, we knew that Tuesdays was the cheap day and now it's all, it's all dear. Yeah. So that, yeah. we hope that doesn't happen with travel. I hope it doesn't. But, yeah, so long as they can get more pilots back into work, back retrained and get more aircraft up in the air, I guess we will hopefully see those airfares, you know, start to decline again. But, yeah, at the moment you are paying. 
We started with our winter wonderland in Europe. We've gone to Cairns, uh, where it's a little bit warmer than that. And mm-hmm. Sally, with the hot deals today, maybe you might fill in the blanks, all the places in between. Well, sort of. Do our best. Anyway, yeah, river cruising, we were discussing that, Mark. And there's some fabulous trips happening for next year. Again, you, it's small ship cruising when you're cruising the rivers. And you've got to remember the rivers are the roads of life and have been since inception, long before we had cars, etc. You know, so people lived on the river. So you're just floating down, looking at history, looking at vineyards, looking at castles. It's, it's you know, it's a beautiful way to, to enjoy Europe. So these are some lovely holidays that include airfares as well, which is great. And they've got some early bird savings until sold out. So it's just a matter of getting in early. But you could do, for example, the, the one that everyone seems to want to do, which is the Amsterdam to Budapest, of course, on, on the Rhine, which is a 15-day package including air. And that starts from under to $6,000. Now, that's not bad when you're thinking you're getting all your meals and everything on board plus your airfare. It's a pretty good value for money. They've got shorter ones if people want to do them, like there's a couple of eight and nine-day ones that, that started at less than that, of course. And then you've also got one doing the Balkans, which is really interesting that's taking you from Budapest all the way down through into Croatia, Romania, etc. You go through the Iron Gates at, of the Rhine and you end up down in Bucharest. So that is really an interesting itinerary, something new for change and there's also one in Portugal from the port of Porto and it's a round trip so you're going up some places up the river on one side and then back so it's a return trip back to Porto in Portugal. So there's some great holiday ideas for you there and there's also a new cruise ship entering into the market. It's a brand new small ship expedition cruise. It's called the Le Jacques Cartier which is owned by the Ponant Group which is a French based group and they've got some delightful itineraries all through the Mediterranean with all sorts of savings of up to $2,600 per couple as well on just, that. Just the name of that uh, vessel again, Sally, please. Le Jacques Cartier. Because I know you want to do that just to do the accent, <laughs> so uh, there we go. Très bien. Um, yeah, and also you've got Tahitian Temptations. That's another, I'm doing more shipping type ones today. It's a luxury small ship cruise and stay package out of Papiete. Nine nights, which is in June, July, August or October next year. And of course, French Polynesia is nothing short of just... Beautiful, beautiful. And you're going to islands which are home to people with very rich cultures, but just the most beautiful scenery and crystal, perfectly crystal clear waters. You know, it's just really delightful part of the world. So there's uh, early bird savings again on those, but this offer ends until 31st of August or until sold out. Uh, and a star clipper, they look so romantic, those star clippers, the mastered vessels that do some wonderful sailing. We were talking about Christmas in Europe, but how about Christmas in the Caribbean? Oh, yep, sounds, choice, a little, sounds good. a choice of three Christmas gifts, a shipboard credit, or no single supplement, or the third person sales free, plus early bird savings of up to 20%. And they've got lots of areas sorry, around the world that they sail, not just in the Caribbean, but these are special deals for the Caribbean for Christmas. So keep that in mind. And also Club Med, that wonderful destination, I call it like a cruise on land because, again, everything's included. So it's one of those all-inclusive packages, your drinks, your food, everything you do on the resort unless you do something outside the uh, resort, is all-inclusive. And again, savings of up to 20% on a range of what they call their sun packages, which are obviously, as you can understand, the island, the, the, the sunny parts of the world. But they also have ski packages as well. So up to 20% off for departures from November this year to April next year on those as well. So look, there's still lots of bargains out there. Um, but as I said, get in early to try and really... S- 
you know, lock in your airfare. And these days with more flexible conditions and credits and so on, it's not as hard as it used to be that you could lose all your money if you didn't travel or chose to change your date. So at least that part of it's easier, even if you're paying a bit more for the fare. And, and maybe the key, Sally, to wrap it up here is that with, with travel generally still being a little bit turbulent still, yes, um, yes. to try to plan early, get in early and just get the all the infrastructure, everything done. Well, you don't want your holiday to be a hassle. You know, you want to go away and not have a hassle. You want everything to run smoothly. Obviously, that's the ideal holiday, isn't it? So the more you can plan, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. And the earlier you do that, the better. And look, book with your travel agent. Support the travel industry. They're there to help you, to assist, to plan, to offer you the best travel insurance to suit whatever you're doing, particularly to make sure you're covered COVID-related um, illness, etc. So that's a very important thing when you're planning to, of course, is the travel insurance. Yeah, and uh, we kind of highlighted that uh, in the last couple of weeks too with yeah. disaster stories, things yes. do go wrong. Yes. So it's great yes. to have that support back here and abroad for if of something course. happens. Absolutely, Mark. All right, that's uh, Talking Travel. As always, Sally, a great listen. Uh, who knows where we'll end up next week? Who knows? <laughs> it's a, always a little surprise.